Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. I'm Erica. Welcome to the Fix Podcast. So first up in local Phoenix events, why not? Free whiskey tasting at the Little Woody, one of my favorite bars because the name is hilarious. And two, the theme is owls. So my favorite animal. So the Little Woody (laughs) on Tuesday, October 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. This event is free and includes a brief lesson and tasting of four rye whiskeys. The Little Woody is located on 4228 East Indian School Road in Phoenix. Next up, we have Wild West Days Pig Races at Harold's Corral from 1 to 3 p.m., which, of course, that's also my favorite animal. Yeah, (laughs) look at that. A theme without even trying. Shout out. Um, This event will take place on November 4th. Uh, Come watch the little piggies race and compete for the title of Best Western Piglet of the Year. (laughs) Harold's Corral is located at 6895 East Cave Creek Road in Cave Creek, Arizona. All right, so let's start the show. Hey, what's up? How was your week? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, this week was bad communication this week wise. Was terrible, and it all capped off with the bus breaking down on Friday, <laughs> which I was just like, "Come on, can I just get to work?" There was no traffic. It messed up my ability to get my Starbucks, which I prefer to do before going into the office. So I was just salty. Every day was hell. But we made it. You know, what you gonna do? Right. How about you? My week was really shitty in the beginning of the week. <laughs> um, just everyone was just weird this week, man. Like everyone was like really bad communication, really weird vibes, a lot of dum-dums at work. Like I just I didn't want to deal with it. And then Thursday ended up being really good. And then Friday was like... Uh, okay because Thursday was good and then um, the weekend was good and I slept all day today so I guess it's a a good end I did have a good weekend I can Mm -hmm. definitely attest to that yeah so I guess we can just kick this off Uh, Thursday I went to Cherry Blossom it's like an Asian cafe noodle cafe Um, I actually had never been there I go to the nail salon right next door and I always see that place but I never you can't really see into the windows and I would never stop there because it just doesn't it looks like a hole in the wall and I was like that's just a place next to my nail salon Um, but when we pulled up I was like wow we're really going in there and we opened the door and it was packed like loud every table was filled like it smelled great Um, but it's really good they have like um, like Asian soups like ramen and stuff and then they also had like pad thai Um, and then they randomly have like an Italian menu, which I'm not really sure how good it is, but um, the place was great. So check it's it like out. Kind of like Noodle Bar, how they yeah. have like yeah, exactly. Asian-inspired noodle dishes, and then they also have like spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Italian-inspired noodle dishes as well. Right. I feel like people just have like so much stock of pasta, like pasta or noodles or something that they want to like make. Yeah, know, and it stuff. gives like the chefs a little bit of variety as well as it gives the patrons a variety. Yeah. Because like maybe not everybody likes ramen. But they might like, you know, like whatever, some other Italian inspired dish. So, yeah, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend it. 
check it out. It's on 7th Street. Well, it's on 9th Street in Camelback, but 7th Street is the closest major intersection. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a nice area, too, because it's, like, right before you hit the Biltmore. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, a little north and then a little bit east. You get into, like, the right before. There's, like, a, I think um, an oregano is over there and yeah. all that jazz. So, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna look th- I'm definitely going to look that up when... We finish. Yeah, look it up and then <laughs> we can I want to look at their menu. And then, uh, of course, I like going on Yelp and just like looking and seeing what it looks like. And yeah. Taking in inventory. But you had, you said you had pad thai when yeah, you were there. Yeah, it was really good with pork that belly. That sounds so good. I know. It was oh so warm and like cozy. Shh, I just want it so bad. I want to eat it in bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love pad thai. <laughs> like, it was bomb. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah, we need to go. We'll go. Because that's close enough to like all the favorites on central like churn and yeah we can go one day after work i know we wanted to do a churn day anyways and shake shack oh fuck i know so <sighs> we're just gonna eat until we die i just need to have like a separate fund for money for, oh, for money god for food <laughs> a separate money fund for food i need a fund for money i do need a who wants to fund my fund for money yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need one of those for sure. But yeah, look that up. Cherry Blossom. Cool. So tell us about Dressing Room. Um, the Dressing Room is on 2nd Street in Roosevelt. I think it's attached to this place called Bee Coffee. And it's really cute. It's so cute. You walk in and like the interior is kind of tiny. But I figured out that it was attached to that coffee place when we were leaving. But you can see like that there's an open hallway to kind of walk down. If you go down the hallway, you can be in the other establishment. Uh And then if you keep walking through, you kind of almost walk through like this really narrow hallway that's adjacent to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And you walk outside and there's like a big tree with some lights hanging from it. We went um, like at 10 o'clock at night. And there's just little tables outside. And it was a really, really nice night. And there was like a nice breeze and... um, it wasn't crowded because of the Lost Lake Festival. I think a lot of people were out at the festival, so there was only a couple other people in the establishment when we went. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. Just a really simple menu. They have maybe like eight or nine cocktails, and then they have about ten dishes, simple dishes you can order, like sandwiches or like hummus. Um, I think they have like shrimp and chips and some other stuff the mm-hmm. people next to us ordered some food and it looked good i was like oh kind of bomb yeah um joya and i just ordered a cocktail a piece she ordered one called the donkey which is kind of like a i'd say like their twist a bit on like a moscow mule mm-hmm. it was really refreshing and light and i enjoyed it um and then i ordered one that had I don't know what it was called because I didn't see it on the menu when I went to look it up, but it had tequila and it was like a tequila sour almost, but it was almost spicy. Like it had some, like a kick, yeah, almost like a jalapeno margarita or something like that where it just had like very subtle. Every time I would take a sip of it, it would just like clap back just a little bit. So, um, and the cocktails were like somewhere between eight to $11 and I think one of the when the waitress came out to to help us, we told her it was our first time there, and she was letting us know that they make a lot of their 
everything they make is in-house or everything is locally grown or purchased. So all their juices are freshly made. Everything that they make their cocktails with is like fresh pressed um, juices and the like. So you could taste the quality of the cocktail. And it even took like, even though there wasn't that many people there, it took a few minutes for them to make them. But it was like a very well made handcrafted cocktail. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they have happy hour probably like until 7 p.m. or something like that. So I would check them out. It's just a really cute place. And in the spirit of indulging in all of the patio season locations, this is definitely one I would say hit them up for like a happy hour during the week because you probably can enjoy the space, the patio space to yourself, kind of like we did. Mm -hmm. Lucked up on a Friday. Yeah, um, that looks really good. I would definitely like to try it. And I just don't know the last time I had a really good jalapeno margarita, side note, but I love jalapeno drinks, like cocktails and margaritas, so I don't know. I don't remember where I had one from that was so good. Same. I There's always that one that you're just like, that was the one that like opened the door for me, and I can't remember where it I was. I don't know where it was, but it was really, really bomb. Yeah. It was so subtle and it was like, but it was like hot for like 0.5 seconds. You would swallow and be like, and then it would be over. <laughs> like just yeah. like a quick flame. So yeah, we need to find, I need to figure out how to like make one, like make some jalapeno syrup or yeah, something. To they like, like do, there was one place that I went to where they had it like in their own house infused either vodka or I think it was jalapeno vodka, but I don't, I don't remember what they made it with, but that seems like it would be some sort of like cool addition to a spin on a mule. Yeah. Like a Southwest mule. Yeah. With, like ginger beer and like jalapeno infused vodka. Because it already has the lime juice in and there. And lime. Mm. Oh my God. Did we hey. just. All right. Ideas <laughs> we just met to work something. out, right? <laughs> so anybody, um, we can't really do this because we're not bartenders. So if anyone's listening, that is our idea. Just give us credit. I feel like we could, all you have to do is probably chop up some jalapenos and put them in vodka. Yeah, and like have it sit in a jar, like always on a windowsill or something. <laughs> like right, moonshine. it's like making tea or whatever yeah. when you like make the sun tea and you put it outside. Yeah. I bet you, because you can infuse like gummy bears and shit. So like I feel yeah. like it's, what's Ew. the difference between, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like yeah. You put the like Skittles or whatever in vodka <laughs> and it turns colors. I yeah. feel like you. it can't be that hard. Yeah. I bet you if we go on YouTube and There's look someone up, who's someone already done has this. told us how we can do this. Yeah. So stay tuned. We will be making this. That would be a cute like Instagram story. All right. All right. It's done. It's set in stone. It's happening. I've got copper mugs. Here we go. It's going down. All right. So this week I also went to support a friend of mine. Um, it's my sister's best friend, and she is a certified Reiki master, and Reiki um, is a lot of different practices like meditations and um, other things, like not necessarily massages, but just sessions where you go in and um, you learn about the chakras and you like meditate, you relax, you get treatments, and it's um, supposed to help with chronic pain and a lot of different um, mental disorders like anxiety and depression. And she just practices this. It's her passion. And she decided to open up a studio and she held a guided uh, mindfulness meditation. And it was 
accompanied by a lot of Tibetan singing bowls and you just kind of lay down in a really comfortable place with tons of pillows and she just plays um, sounds off of these singing bowls and you just meditate and it was unbelievable. Um, it's not something I've ever tried before or never, ever really considered doing but um, I definitely wanted to support her and so I gave it a shot and it was actually really really nice. Um, it was about an hour of me just laying down after a really crappy week and just being there and being present and relaxing and it was really wonderful. It set me up for a really good week and or weekend and I slept like a baby that night. So I would highly recommend it if you want to maybe try something new, um, broaden your horizons, just go in with an open mind. She's not one that would push her practices on you at all. It's just kind of a new thing that you can try. Um, and why not try something meditation regardless of where it's coming from as long as it's positive and healthy for you it's going to benefit you in whatever way so um, you can check her out at prana reiki it's p-r-a-n-a reiki is spelled r-e-i-k-i so prana reiki.com she's also on facebook yelp and instagram so you can check it out kelly's really great she's really gentle and she's just a normal everyday lovely lady so um, check her out and her um, her studio is around 16th Street in Missouri so it's pretty easy to get to anywhere you are in Phoenix so yeah I just wanted to give her a shout out I remember I think you had posted some snaps on Snapchat uh-huh. and it was like her kind of showing some of her like her practice how yeah. she would make the sounds from the different the bowls, bowls or whatever mm-hmm. and that was so cool and I was yeah. like oh my gosh like I'm like relaxed just watching it it was so cool to see how she was making noise like literally like making sounds with such simplistic things yeah i'll post something to our instagram so you guys can check it out Uh, it's really cool and she's really good at explaining what the different things mean and why what they what the practice represents and what you're supposed to feel from it so yeah just check it out if you can season the weather is cooling down we haven't had a hundred day in about three weeks or well maybe one rogue 100 day it's supposed to be like 98 i think this week but i think that's the like last that has to be the last time next week so tuesday is supposed to be 98 and then next week halloween is supposed to be 86 as a high that's fantastic delicious so so excited which means that it's time to start utilizing the patios out here in phoenix bars restaurants coffee shops bookstores your mom's house anything sit outside yes yes what are you fire up the uh fireplace if you have like an outdoor fire fire pit or whatever yep use something be outside and snuggle get a blanket oh oh snuggles (laughs) yeah (laughs) happy Um, snuggling no one i know right get a, a solo snuggie (laughs) <laughs> God, I can't wait to snuggle myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love patios like yeah. so much. I've been waiting, like dying for this season because it's just so nice. I think when we're in the the heat of the summer, literally, it's just too hot to be outside, of course, during the day. But even sometimes at night, it's just unpleasant to even be in your car driving someplace the sun will be down it's like still 95 degrees like you're just over it 
So it's nice that in the mornings, like driving to the park and ride, it's like 70 degrees. And, um, you know, in the evenings, like I was leaving, we were leaving AJ's house last night and it was like 70 degrees, seven, you know, it 65. Was gorgeous. It, it was gorgeous. Like, I only reason I didn't have my window down is because it smells like cows out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Levine is not the place I to wanted enjoy. so badly to put my windows down because it was just perfect outside. So I'm super excited that this season is here and um, I want to make the most out of patio season. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite places to indulge. Mm -hmm. First up, Luster Rooftop Bar, which is on First Street and between Jefferson and Washington Mm -hmm. and the Cityscape Plaza. Um, It's attached to the Hotel Palomar. It's I don't think I've ever paid to get in there it's just kind of like an open space they have a pool up there and a bar and like really nice seating kind of like faux cabanas that you don't have to pay for it's just like seating Mm -hmm. um they're open until midnight every night i believe and i don't know if they do any drink specials but it's just like a nice place to be because you have a really cute and vast view of the city like you if you look to kind of like the south a little bit you can see the where the phoenix suns yeah shit show is taking place yes. um if you look you know you can just see the city so it's it's a beautiful space and it's never really crowded i've never been there where it's so so crowded i know like halloween was the one time which every place is crowded on halloween uh-huh. so yeah mm-hmm. i went there once and i was like oh it's kind of busy mm-hmm. but it was still chill like i never feel like i can't get I can't maneuver. I can't get to the bar. Like, I don't have any of those feelings like that. Um, So I love going there. And it's just conveniently located. And even though they close at midnight, there's other places like a block in each direction you could go to, like Gypsy Bar or Copper Blues just reopened. And looks like they did some Mm rebranding and uh, redesigning of their space. And they have a really nice patio up there. Yeah. So another great place you can go sit at Chico Malo's over there. I don't know how late they're open, but their patio looks really nice. Mm-hmm. There's tons of options, though. So Luster's a good place to definitely, at minimum, start your night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the VIG is no secret to anybody who lives in Phoenix. There's tons of locations around the valley, but it's definitely one of our favorite places to enjoy patio weather before it gets too cold. Um, they always have really good music for Sunday brunch, good mimosa specials, really good food. Just a good vibe. They have TVs at their bar, so if you want to go and watch football or basketball or whatever sport is on at the time, you can post up at the bar. You still get full service. You can order food or drinks. They have Bloody Marys, I think, are like $4. Their mimosas are $3. Um, And on Sundays from 12 to 4, they have DJs out there, and they always play really good music. It's always popping. They have, like, what's that game where you're throwing, like, a beanbag? Yeah. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) The game that I've never played, but they have that like on the side and even at night, like non brunch related. But if you go like on a Saturday night, they have the lights up and I think they also have a DJ out there on Saturday nights. At least they did the one time I went on a Saturday night and it was really bomb and it's just cute. It's just I like that place so much. I just like the vibes there. I like the way it feels and it's another great place that's centrally located. There's plenty of street parking. And um, they usually have some good deals going on. So get to the VIG. Just go to the VIG, I think, is what they say. Um, And like you said, they have other locations. Like I'm referring to the one um, 
I think it's the Fillmore yeah. location, which is on Third and Fillmore. Yeah, something like so, um, that one is my favorite, but there's like a like three or four other locations, yeah. like Arcadia, mm-hmm. McDowell Mountain, which is a newer one that opened, 16th Street and Bethany. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of options. And I'm sure, I think all their specials are like across the board. Speaking of that location, Chibo's out there, the pizzeria, they have a nice outdoor patio area, lots of trees, lots of lights. So that's a cute date night. I know. I'm like dying to go on a date I there. Know. I've never been there. I've never been there either. Maybe we, we take go, each other. Yeah, out. I was just gonna say, do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> we just like looked at each other. We're like, let's so go. <laughs> oh my god, the state of my life. <laughs> wow, I wish I could have had that on camera. Yeah, I know. we like locked eyes. It was like, do you? Yeah, maybe? <laughs> we're like maybe. Come out with me sometime. Okay, the bus so- <laughs> drives past it every day, and Me I'm like, too. I just want to go. It looks so cute, and everyone's like, on and a I date. know they have lights and like trees and shit yeah. out there. Yeah, we're going. Talking about their labradoodle Man, and their weekend else. plans. We're going. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going there. So can't wait. <laughs> and then uh, another place that has a really good patio, which we won't really go into too much because we already talked about it, is Acatillo. Good brunch place. Go sit outside. Enjoy some good food. And they have reservations on open table, so you can hit that shit up and not have to worry about waiting. Exactly. The table will be ready for you, which is perfect when you have a larger party. Yes. Um, Angel's Trumpet Ale House is a really good place. They have, um, it's like a their own brewery, microbrewery type of place. So it's all beer, but it's really good. They have some food there. They have a patio that's really cute. Lots of seating. They allow dogs there. And they also have an indoor area. So that's a good place to hit up. It's right across from Film Bar, which is close to basically everything else to Cobra. So check that out. Uh, The Grand is another favorite of ours. You can go have coffee, cocktails, beer, wine, food, pastries. They have really good music playing all the time. You can go outside and just use their Wi-Fi or hang out. That's a great meetup spot where you're like, hey, we're going to go out tonight, but we don't know when people get off or all that stuff. They're open 24 hours, too. Yeah. So you could even kick it there. Drink until I think they probably stop serving alcohol at like two. Yeah. But you can drink until two and then just chill because they're not going to kick you out. Exactly. So that's a really good place. Another one, Crescent Ballroom. Ooh, yeah. They have patio. Because now they have their second floor patio. I haven't used it. I haven't used it either, but it looks like they have lights up there. And like lights (sighs) on the patio is like what just so romantic. Pulls at my heartstrings. So that's another place that's always almost always free to get into unless they have like a specific show or like a DJ set that you're trying to get into. Mm -hmm. So Crescent Ballroom is on Second Street and or Second Ave in Van Buren. Um, Bliss Rebar, which is an amazing um, LGBT friendly bar, but they have um, this huge shared cocktail, like a fishbowl cocktail that I don't even remember what was in it. It looks like probably some orange juice, cranberry juice, vodka, and some other shit, but it was bomb and we split it between three people and we were like, yo. Lit. Fire. I think it's like $20, but their patio space is really vast. They mm-hmm. have a lot of space and they kind of have like the indoor outdoor feel mm-hmm. of the different um, bar, they have like bar, a nice bar outside. And they also have one inside, um, inside the restaurant. And it's great. You, It's a good place for, um, they do like Taco Tuesday there. I think they do weekend brunch. 
or just like day drinking they yeah. do day drinking really well and they well. let you get rowdy because we got loud in there uh, yeah. and they thought it was funny <laughs> yeah so. they and they always have like a cocktail of the day that's like three or four somewhere between like four and five dollars yeah. and it's like every day so you don't have to feel like you know, we it's gonna be twelve dollar cocktails up here because yeah. it's a saturday they always have something mm-hmm. on on deal or whatever yeah and they're always pretty good yeah and large servings too like not like a eight ounce cocktail it's like a 16 ounce cup yeah cool which we fuck with on a major level that's that's very true so last two uh bar smith has a really great patio you're gonna have to probably pay to get in there if you go on the weekends that's just the way it is um but the patio space is really great they're also on i think between first and second street and on washington and lastly the hilton garden inn has a 13th floor patio space not the haunted house yeah that's <laughs> available as long as they don't have um like, like a, a special pre event. yeah a pre-paid for special event like maybe like a wedding or some sort of party where somebody's rented the space and i believe they're only open on fridays and saturdays probably until midnight kind of like luster rooftop but it's super cute like probably hands down my favorite patio in the city just because of the views the location um the ambiance again there's a bar up there and i every time i've been up there i've been like happy Mm -hmm. like just fucking happy so i i really like that place and i hope that i can get up there at least once before and maybe they close it down Mm -hmm. for the season Mm -hmm. so make sure you get out and exercise your right to patio yeah (laughs) oh yard house too i just thought about the yard house at westgate has a really great patio space Mm -hmm. lots of nice seating Um, but get out and check out and enjoy this amazing weather you know that it's a very limited time before it's like too cold to be outside um long term or you'll be like baking under the heat lamps Mm -hmm. so it's kind of annoying yeah get out there and let us know what places that we forgot to mention if you have any like secret gems that you like to go out um and chill on their patio that's not super smoky or like gross or whatever but hit us up let us know because we're always down to go and check out another patio okay so moving on to our national section let's talk basketball (laughs) yeah what a mess i mean the opening week for the nba kicked off on tuesday of last week um there were some really good games and some incredible injuries first up the first game of the season it was literally, literally like nba's back and everyone's like woo and then like the first couple of minutes was like oh oops it's like oh okay um yeah as soon as i think it was within the first five minutes of the first game of the season which was between the cleveland cavaliers and the boston celtics gordon hayward went up for an alley-oop and landed incredibly awkwardly <sighs> on his ankle and I'm almost positive it turned in a direction opposite of the way that his body was facing. It was like so it straight gnarly. up went. Ugh. He was facing north, his leg was facing <laughs> south. <laughs> like that uh. it was frightening, literally frightening. 
He had to be like carted off the court on a stretcher. Everybody was like praying and holding hands and going over to him and just like, it's going to be okay, brother. You got this ball. Like, I mean, the entire NBA family was like, this is the worst shit. Like, yeah, it was so reminiscent of Paul George and just the gruesome nature of his on court injury uh, a couple years ago in a scrimmage for the Team USA. And I, it was just awful. It was seriously so awful that I couldn't believe that it happened. And it happened so early in the game that, you know, I was seeing people saying, like, how do they, how do you even come back and, like, play the game after this? Right. It was just so awful. You know, it was his first year in a new city. And it was kind of supposed to be, like, the Celtics coming out party with Kyrie and Gordon joining the team. And that they were just supposed to be a force to be reckoned with. And it was really sad to see that Gordon went down and he's most likely done oh, for yeah. the season. I, if I was in charge and had a say, I would say don't even bother. Oh, like, gross. coming back, <laughs> just, um, you know, heal and regain your strength and try again next year. Yeah, Because you don't even want to test it. You know, like no. you don't even want oh god it was just awful and then um i think it, i'm not sure if it was the next day or the day after but jeremy lynn landed awkwardly and he ruptured his patella tendon on his right knee he's also done Jesus. for the season and then chris paul was having problems with his knee draymond was having problems with his knees I'm like, all right, everybody has just got... I think Derek Rose sprained his ankle. Well, like, he is just made of glass. I know. So it, that's, that aside. But it's like, it's two days. Like, <laughs> this has the season even been... It hasn't like people have not even played more than five games yet. Yeah. And they're already losing people for like significant amounts of time. It's just so awful. And it goes to show how fragile like an NBA season is. That's why it's such a big deal when people win a championship. Yeah. No matter what the circumstances are, because it takes so much luck. It takes so much luck and health and everything just has to be on your side for you to pull that out. And like, cause look at how people are losing major components of their team. So true for the season. Not like, Oh, they're going to be out for eight weeks. So they'll be back in January. They'll be back before the play. Like, no, these people are hurt mm -hmm. done for they're done. So other than that, we're going to talk about the Suns a little bit later, but it's been a, a really eventful first couple of games um, teams that are supposed to be really great are sucking right now. People are surprised. Other teams are surprising us. Yeah. So I, Steph I and think Kevin Durant are being ejected. Yes. Steph Curry's throwing his mouthpiece and getting kicked out of the game and bringing Kevin Durant with him. And it's just a mess. Everybody's a mess right now. I'm like, yeah. all right, time to regroup yeah. and Dust just yourself off. pull it together. And hopefully there'll be some more compelling things that are going on this season. But it's already off to quite a rousing start. Yes. So we'll see. I still want to go to some games, but I'm going to express my caveats for that. Yeah. And my, why I don't feel like I'm, I'm uncomfortable right now spending money on the Suns. Yes. But we'll get to that later in another segment. Next up. We just found out not too long ago that it's for sure confirmed that Justin Timberlake is going to be the halftime show performer for the Super Bowl. Without Janet. No Janet that we know of. Right. Dude, can you imagine if Janet comes out? That would be very nice. That would actually be really legit. 
They should try to work that out. Yeah, you know they won't, though. They're not going to, but it would be kind of cool if they were like, let's try this again. I don't really care about Justin Timberlake at all. I think he's a fine person. I don't know him, but he seems fine. He's talented. I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I haven't cared about the halftime performer in like the last three years. Lady Gaga's fine, but I don't care about her. So I don't... I. I like when it's someone I care about. Prince was great and, you know, all those other people, whatever. But I really look forward to that. And it's just really disappointing that they're just trying to, I don't know, cater to, like, vanilla people. (laughs) I think Justin Timberlake is going to surprise people. He's a good performer. I like him. I do like him. I've seen him in concert a couple of times and... He's worth the price of admission. Okay. So I have faith that I heard he was working on new music, too. So this just gives me even more hope that we're going to get another album. And I think he's going to end up killing it. Right. More than like Katy Perry or something like, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like some of y'all are too new to be doing the halftime show. Right. Like, I guess you could say that about Bruno Mars, but like he puts on a kick ass show. You know what I mean? Did he do it? He did it like three years ago. He should just do it again. He did it like last. I think he he did it like two times within the last five years. He should just do it every year. (laughs) I would be fine with that because I know I'm going to be entertained and I know he's going to put his all into it. But I think Justin, I think Justin Timberlake's going to do a good job. So we'll see. I'm like, put out some new music though. Let me see what we got going on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. I like your optimism. I have it. I do. I have it for Justin Timberlake. Next up on our agenda. Donald Trump. Quick. I don't really feel like talking about Donald Trump too much. I just want to say fuck you again because I feel like it's necessary for me to do that every week and every opportunity that I can to say fuck you, Donald Trump. You bitch. You funky fritter. (laughs) 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 For real, he's such a bitch. Oh, oh my God. He, I just want to say what he did (laughs) to Lieutenant LaDavid Johnson telling the widow of this fallen soldier that he knew what he signed up for is literally one of the rudest things you can say to somebody who just lost their partner, their life partner, the love of their life, and someone that mattered to them. Mm -hmm. And you're just so insensitive. It's incredible to me that you have no act right, no ability to literally say anything you couldn't even read a fucking pre probably pre-written talking points that you just had to call and tell this woman like i'm very sorry for your loss you know we appreciate his service and we'll do everything we can for you and your family in this difficult time you couldn't even do that you couldn't even do that you had to go off script because you just have to be a complete insufferable bitch at any (laughs) time that you open your freaking nasty mouth so Fuck you, Donald Trump. That's all I really have to say about that. But I wanted to make sure the people know that I saw the fuckery and I'm calling it out every week. Here, here. On the hour, every hour. All right. Moving on (sighs) to our fix. The Suns are shitting the bed. Oh my god. <laughs> the sons have beyond shit the bed. They're like barfing and shitting at the same time. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> they are so 
fucked up. <laughs> Their mattresses <laughs> just outside, airing out. They had a night of drinking that has gone terribly, terribly awry. And I don't understand this. The Suns are just such an incredibly disappointing organization. They are. Top to and bottom. And they have been that way for so long that it's so frustrating to me as somebody who is just a fan of basketball and would really appreciate having, you know, we don't have to be a championship caliber team here. It doesn't have to be in the playoffs every single year. But, like, competition. Can you compete? Yep. Can you go out there and actually give a damn for five seconds and put up an NBA-quality effort? That's all. It's okay if you guys lose, you know, 60 games or whatever. But can you be in the game? Can you be on the court, look like you give a shit, play like you care and play for the fans. Like people do not want to go to the arena and spend money, even if they're going to go see another team. Like I don't want to go and spend money to see LeBron James literally like bulldoze every single person on the Suns team. Like I would like to see the Suns do something. I would like to see them at least have some opportunity of being competitive and staying in the game and just giving a shit. Damn, I feel like it's just so frustrating. The first game they played against, who was it? God, I don't even remember who they got killed by. Fuck. Oh, the Blazers. It was the Portland Trail Blazers. I turned the game on. I swear it was like in the third quarter. I shit you not, Sam. They had like 40 points. They, at one point, the score was like 112 to 60. <laughs> How? So you're not, you're not only, are you shitting the bed, as you said, on offense? You guys can't make a shot. You're not even playing any defense. You are giving up the ass, as my uncle would say, <laughs> to Damian Lillard and anybody else with a Portland Trailblazers jersey on. They ended up losing that game by like 48 points. Then they came back their next game. They played the Lakers and actually only lost by two points. So I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe that first game, they just weren't ready. You know, new jitters, there's always like rookies and even people that have only been in the league two or three years still takes time for them to get into it. But, you know, that game, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe I like wasn't giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then they go and play this game against the Clippers yesterday and they lose by 42 points. I do not want to give you hoes a dime of my money to go and just be like, this is it's going to be radio silent in here, except for when the other team makes a shot or does something, because that's why people are here. Put a team together that gives a shit about being here. Eric Bledsoe's tweeting, I don't want to be here anymore. They're firing the coach. Like, what the fuck? The front office is such a shit show that it's and it's been that way for ever since Steve Nash left. Literally, Steve Nash went to the Lakers and it was like, well, that's the end of that. We don't give a damn. And I get that there's years of rebuilding. You have to go through the lottery. You have to utilize the draft. But how long is that going to take? Like, yeah, how long are we going to be the new Philadelphia 76ers? But nobody's even telling me to trust the process. You're not telling me anything. You're just giving me shit and trying to serve it to me as some freaking five course amazing meal no it's bullshit so like get it together (laughs) i'm so sick of it i was watching that game and i was like man fuck the suns like i'm so mad i'm so sick of they don't give a shit they don't and we have and there's no reason like i look at the roster there's a lot of young players so there's a reason that you know they're gonna have nights where they just don't have the shit together 
but there's good people on this team. Like there's veteran presence and like Devin Booker, while he's only 20 years old or he's about to be 21 or whatever, he is, has only been in the league for a couple years. So I get it. Like there's growing pains there, but they just ship off people that are good. Like they got rid of the Morris twins and they were good players. They got rid of Isaiah Thomas. He went on to be like the greatest player the Celtics have had in like 10 years or ever since Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, that whole kind of crew. So I don't understand why we get rid of good players and send them to other teams and then they flourish. What does that tell you about what's going on in Phoenix? It tells you that the shit is not together. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They got to pull it together. I'm tired. I'm so tired of it. And I just basketball is my favorite sport. And I want it to be a sport that's celebrated in the city that I live in. And it's not. It's not that's being like celebrated. a bigger narrative, too, about sports in general in Phoenix. I yeah. feel that way about every single team. We could talk about the Cardinals right now. They just lost 0 to 28 or something like that to the Rams. They're horrible. Come horrible. on. And then they like. These quarterbacks are going down. Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, but you guys are putting like Drew Stanton out there and Blaine Gabbert and these like shitty, shitty quarterbacks. But they just don't want to pull Colin Kaepernick in because we know why they don't want to do it. Yeah. But Phoenix is so fair weather. It's, it's so, so amateur. Trash. It's so, so amateur. Phoenix sports are amateur. And like Cardinals, like you guys are trash. You haven't done shit for us. Larry Fitzgerald ca- has been carrying you for far too long. He has given up his entire career. And he's going to what? Play two more years and yeah. be like, yeah, I could have gone and played elsewhere, but he just did. I Anytime wish he I would. see somebody in a Cardinal shirt, I was like, dumb. And okay, at <laughs> you my must not job, like sports. At my job, whenever there's like, so Cardinals are like a huge deal here. So for the entire season, anytime there's a Cardinals home game, people can wear Cardinals apparel and do like casual days. So if there's like a Monday night football game, we can put we can wear um, Cardinals shirts or jerseys or any sort of Cardinals apparel and then wear jeans. Mm -hmm. And then same with like if there's like a Sunday game, home games, you can wear them on like Fridays or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't have any Cardinals stuff, so I never partake. But we I was so excited because they allowed us to wear uh, Phoenix Sun stuff on the open home opener game, mm-hmm. and there was like one other person in a Sun shirt, and I was like, "This is so freaking stupid." Yeah, that like nobody cares about basketball, mm-hmm. but everybody cares about like the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals, and I'm like, at least the Suns were good for a time period. Like mm-hmm. they may not have actually. Um, captured a championship but like in the 90s with like Barkley and Marley and all these like Dan Marley and all these other players that were really freaking good Kevin John KJ is that his name Kevin Johnson he was like a really short dude I can't oh, yeah. it's it doesn't sound right when I'm saying it but mm-hmm. they had a lot of good players and they made it to the finals against like the Bulls one year I think it was in either 92 or 93 mm-hmm and then even with Steve Nash, like, and Sean Marion, Rajah Bell, all these players in, like, the early 2000s, the Suns were legit. They were. And they just ran into teams like the Lakers, Kobe Bryant's Lakers, and Tim Duncan's Spurs. Mm-hmm. And they never could quite get to the finals. Mm-hmm. But they were always competing. And, like, the games were fun. They were good. They were involved. Even if they didn't win every game, they were close. Yeah, they That's cared about that. That's all people want yeah. is to see that you're putting effort out there. 
that's all like we went to a Suns game last year and it was like so quiet it was uncomfortable in there it was sad even fucking pj tucker got traded to like the toronto raptors and i think now he's on the houston rockets and he's having like kicking he's like kicking ass i'm like now he didn't play like shit out here like that mm-hmm. he was garbage yeah when he was here why was he garbage when he was here there's no motivation, and the management isn't motivating this the players either. At all. They're not motivating the coaches either. So they're just riding on the coattails of the rest of the NBA to just get funding for their stadium, but that's about it. Like, they don't give a shit. It's so stupid, and I just... It's a call to action. <laughs> it really for is. For the Phoenix Suns... Um, Organization. Upper management, front office... Back office, middle office, left office, right office, yeah. like any office involved with the Phoenix Suns, like please hear that the people want to support you, but you need to put a team out there that cares because we want to care too, but like I am not going to spend 50, 60, 70, 100, whatever. I'm not going to do that. Spend a shit ton of money and go to the games and be pissed. Like I just want to see we want to care we don't want to see a competition yeah we don't want to go to games just because they're playing the heat or the warriors or someone else that we want to see like we want to see them too but we also want to see you succeed we want we have pride for where we live and we have pride for you guys and you're just not doing anything to give us any reason to care you're not like i want to go see Kyrie irving and you guys are like messing with my life my Mm -hmm. ability to go and do that because i'm like do i want to Right. I don't know if I want. Do I? Maybe do I I'll just sit wait there for two hours and watch a blowout. Do I just want to wait for those two free tickets on my fries receipt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, that's how I'll end up going to these games because I don't care. Yeah. And they don't do anything to make people want to care. So we need like I want the Phoenix Suns gorilla to start being like a force in the league again. He's iconic. He's everything. But like even the Suns gorilla is has to be sitting at these games like this is bullshit. Yeah. He's like, like I'm tired of flipping around. <laughs> right? on these I can't even hype up the crowd because you hoes are not doing anything to support my efforts. Mm-mm. He's put the damn gorilla is putting more effort into the game. Yeah. And like the. I don't know what they call them, like the Sun Squad, but like the dancers, yeah, the dancers. and like the hype people. Yeah. They're more into this shit. The DJ is really good. Oh <laughs> you, can go my the, God. you can go to the game and listen to the DJ if you want. Right. I'm just going to go and get blasted, I guess, at the Suns game the next time I go because that's going to be the most fun is like yeah. drinking and Dancing. sitting there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Thank you. I really needed to just right. speak that truth because <laughs> golly. personal fix are friends <laughs> family fellowship <laughs> i like nice weather and what did we do this week let's how think. about this okay so maybe instead of a personal fix this week this is our last episode of october our full-length episode of october so why don't you talk about something that you're looking forward to in the month of november something that i'm looking forward to next month is Friendsgiving. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Actually, like the Friendsgiving weekend is going to be a four day weekend for me. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to having that Friday off for Veterans Day. So maybe going like out for happy hour on Thursday and just having like a nice quiet Friday to chill and relax and reflect. And then going to Friendsgiving. 
and then Sunday fun day. So I'm really looking forward to um, just spending more time with my friend's family and um, just being together and like continuing to build relationships with people and hoping for um, a month that I have the opportunity to really be thankful for a lot because November is like a really important month in that regard. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, bonfires and hot chocolate and shit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what about you? Same thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, cool. It's, it's my thing. It's my Friendsgiving event. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Sam's hosting a Friendsgiving event for us mm-hmm. and it's going to be the first time that I've actually attended one, I've been invi- invited to some in the past, mm-hmm. but they've always been either out of town to where like I couldn't make it work or um, something happened like, you know, I don't know, just something happened where it had to get canceled. All right. That wraps up our episode this week, I guess. Wow. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the end there. We're going to be back next week with a quick fix devoted solely to Halloween so look out for that. We'll be dropping actually on Halloween. Um, and then we'll be back in first week of November with another full episode. Yep. Make sure to follow us on social media at The Fix Pod. And you can contact us at thefixpod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.